Coming up shortly, what would Arwen do? On KUCI FM, Irvine. to What Would Arwen Do on KUCI Irvine, 88.9 FM, and streaming live on the Internet at KUCI.org. This is What Would Arwen Do? And you may ask, what is this all about? Well, if a Middle-earth elf lived today in Orange County, what might her life look like? How would she celebrate and support the arts, music, her community, and the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures? In other words, what would Arwen do? Some ask, what would Jesus do? Which is a very good question. But on this program, I ask, we ask, what would Arwen do? Who was Arwen, you may ask? Arwen was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves and lord of Rivendell, a magical place of healing, lore, and wisdom. Hmm, perhaps not unlike the community here at UCI Irvine. Arwen was also a beloved daughter of the universe, as are all the women of this fair celestial home called Earth, or, in Elvish, Arda. I believe Arwen understood the principle of noblesse oblige. With great privilege comes responsibility. She embodied the archetype of a true princess of the light through her courage, wisdom, beauty, her sense of humor, and service to others. In Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings, A Guide to Middle-Earth, Colin Durias writes, quote, In his invented mythology of Middle-Earth, Tolkien intended that his elves were an extended metaphor of a key aspect of human nature. This elven quality in human life was a central preoccupation of Tolkien's. Elves, dwarves, hobbits, and the like partially represent human beings. In Tolkien's mythology... Elves represent what is high and noble in humans. In particular, they represent the arts in their highest form, work done in the image of God and his cre- created world. End quote. I believe, we believe, this elven quality exists in every person and yearns for expression through the gifts of creativity, nobility, and service. So, having the incredible privilege of having a public affairs program here on KUCI-FM Irvine 88.9 on your dial, and being friends with an elf in beautiful Orange County, California, right here in the Middle-Earth campus of UCI, when things arise that I want to think more deeply about, I like to ask my elf friend, Tani Tanuviel, the question, what would Arwen do? This is your Hobbit host, Milo Lomsdown, at your service, and with me today, as always, is my elf friend, Tani Tanuviel, the resident KUCI Middle-Earth elf. Good afternoon, Tani. My Govanin, dear friend. It's oh my very gosh. lovely to be here, and I'm not sure, um, I need to turn up my thing here. <clears throat> I want you to sound say, great as always. Oh, thank you. Um, and I'm not sure, perhaps I missed it, but did we mention that the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the Hobbit host and his elf 
co-host and do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of case of UCI KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. Let's do that right now. Well, I just did it. We don't have to do it now. <laughs> and we've set, given several IDs. Yes, so so we're in good shape for uh, we're in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> And we want to uh, I want to say thank you so much. This has been we're about halfway through our adventure in switching seats, letting you be in the driver's seat and me being able to lounge here <laughs> in the in the co-host seat and just kind of show up and, and, and share things. Well, I, I guess I'm still involved with the, the production of the show, but you have been doing such a major job of multitasking. You never knew that you were such a multitasking hobbit, did you? No, I didn't, and I still don't know that I am, Elf <laughs> Princess. All of I this newfangled... Newfangled equipment and stuff. I really like nothing more complicated than a donkey cart and a wheelbarrow. Well, we are having, we're just discovering all kinds of wonderful things in our adventure together. And of course, now we have the added depth of our show of knowing that the Hobbit movies will indeed be showing up. So in a few moments, we'll have to get to your movie news. And I'm so excited because you have some very exciting movie news. But before that, that. this is our Thanksgiving show. And before we even get into anything else, we want to do a shout out to all of our friends who may be listening either locally through the radio, 88.9 FM, or through the Internet, uh, where people can listen right through the www.kuci.org website. And I would especially like to uh, say a special hello to Ro, who I believe is listening from down in Escondido. You met Ro. In fact, uh, we all went to see the the Hobbit uh, production with Andre Vien here. When I met your friend Ro, I said, this is a true... This is a true, how do I say it, a shield maiden of Rohan. I mean, she was absolutely, (laughs) you know, and I thought of Eowyn. I mean, the instant I saw her, I said, she looks more like Eowyn than the actress who played in the films. <clears throat> and she's my she's my dear dear friend, and I want to say a, a little belated birth happy birthday to her. Bur- her birthday was on Sunday, <clears throat> so that's that's very special. And um, I want to say hello to our friends on Tolkien Online and anyone who might be listening through the internet. The internet is such a wonderful uh, palantiri type of technology where it allows us to see and listen uh, to so many things. We have. Um, you shared with me something that you got to watch, but that we're going to be playing the audio part of. Yes, that I'm a very little bit later. Excited. Yes, in just a little bit. <laughs> but I would also like to thank our listeners online at KUCI.org who can listen worldwide 24 hours a day, seven days a week to KUCI Irvine. Mm-hmm. And also to those of you who listen to us after the fact, because we do podcast, anyone can go to KUCITalk.org, that's K-U-C-I-T-A-L-K.org, and find our podcast. Just click on What Would Arwen Do? Or you can go to the iTunes store, and they have free podcasts there as well. Simply search for Arwen, that's A-R-W-E-N, in the iTunes store, and you'll see one of the links is the KUCI logo with What Would Arwen Do? And that's our show. And I want to do just one more special shout-out of hello 
and Sui Laid and Michael Vannon to my friends on Tolkien Online, one of my favorite communities of people and fellow uh, passionate people who are passionate about all things Middle Earth and J.R. Tolkien. I believe Vanna might be listening in from up in Washington and Guru, a silver scribe from up in Canada. I'm not sure who else might be listening, but uh, I just want to say a special hello. And you... We're on Tolkien Online, which is theonering.com, and you found something special to share with us, did you not? Yes. I was just browsing to see if there were any links. I was using Google Mm -hmm. to see if there were any links for things related to Thanksgiving and Tolkien. And guess what? On uh, Tork, theonering.com, as we sometimes call it, the uh, Tolkien Online, we found this poem from November 28, 2002, submitted by The Even Star. Thankful for Tolkien, a poem about that wonderful world of Middle-earth. And it begins like this. I'm thankful for all the great times that I can go to Tolkien online. I'm thankful for the hobbit Frodo. I'm thankful for his cousin Bilbo. I'm thankful that I can see all of Tolkien's creativity. I'm thankful on this day of Thanksgiving that I have read The Lord of the Rings. It continues later. From Rauris Falls to Fangorn Trees, where the Ents dwell amidst the leaves, where the hobbits Pippin and Merry drank Ent draughts with Treebird happily. And it concludes, So on this glorious Thanksgiving day, remember Tolkien and all he did say. Once there lived a hobbit in a hole, from those words he addicted us all. <laughs> I just thought that That's that was certainly true. tremendously <laughs> A tremendously apropos for our Thanksgiving program. This is Tuesday, November the 23rd, if I recall, yes. 2010. And uh, so we will be having the theme of Thanksgiving. And only uh, two more days. Well, we'll talk a little bit about turkeys in, in, in a little bit. We have some some different things to share with regards to our, our feathered friends. But before we get into that, dear Hobbit... How about any movie news? Do you have something? Well, um, you have have something to share with us uh, that you found on, was it YouTube or where? YouTube. YouTube. Now, last week we shared with our listeners the fact that there went out a Hobbit casting call with precise heights and body shapes and so forth. Well, on YouTube, it turns out, there was this video, which we can play the audio portion of, because really, all the video shows is a lot of people standing around. <laughs> it just shows a lot of people right. standing around, massive numbers of people standing around in a casting call. And for our listeners who may not be familiar with movie terminology, this is when there are parts in a movie that are not speaking, where you just need physical human bodies. Those are called extras. Mm-hmm. And there's a process called the casting call when the extras are looked at to see how they would fit physically, uh, stature, body build, uh, hair and so forth. So a lot of the people would like say at Bilbo's birthday party in um, you yes. know the Fellowship of the Ring, lots of hobbits dancing and and celebrating Bilbo's birthday, but very few really actually said anything. That's right. And but they so needed a lot of hobbits. They needed a lot of hobbits, and they're going to need a lot of them for this movie as well. So movies. These movies, let's remember, $500 million. I know you elves don't really like the terms of money. You're more interested in jewels, but we hobbits deal with real coins of the realm. So here is a a little clip, a little 
90-second clip from the casting call in New Zealand for The Hobbits. For you to send your own details in, the wait will take the longest time. The actual process of being seen today will take about five minutes, if that. Please be patient. We're looking for a very specific uh, brief. We're only looking for hobbits, which is one, uh, 5 foot 7, which is 170 centimetres, which is about my height, taller than me. There's just no point. Um, and women, it's between 5 foot 2 and uh, that's about where we want to be, but a little bit higher. Five foot five maximum, which is one sixty-five, I think. So please be patient. We're looking for light-skinned people. I'm not trying to be, you know, whatever. But it's just it's the brief. You've got to look like a hobbit. We're only interested in people who look like hobbits. It's not my choice. That's the directors. Okay. So. And that was the delightful <laughs> casting call in New Zealand. Was that hilarious or what? Yeah, it was interesting that he was saying, okay, we're only looking for people that look like hobbits. And I thought, well, he probably should clarify that we're only looking for people that look like Peter Jackson's version of hobbits. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? As far as, um, because, I mean, I don't know. Does does it necessarily designate in the Hobbit movies that, that hobbits were light-skinned? I mean, I don't think so. I mean... <laughs> It, it's almost like it was uh, an implicit uh, fact or something. But, uh, you know, for those of you who think that you have no future in movies, I did want to play this one brief excerpt uh, just just to show you that there is, in fact, uh, some possibility. If you keep your mind in the right area, there is a, a possibility that uh, something might happen. Why do you linger here when there is no hope? Tempted to think there's no hope for overcoming some of the challenges of modern life? Ask an elf. Or a hobbit. Tune in Tuesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. with Milo Lomesdown at your service and... Tani Tanuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. For What Would Arwen Do? on KUCI Irvine, 88.9 FM and streaming live on KUCI.org. And that is a wonderful <laughs> promo for our program. I, that was very clever, my dear Hobbit, how you slipped that in. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you wanted movie hope. news, yes. so I've got movie news. But there is hope, even for those of you who want to be in a movie. I've met, in my long career as a movie fan, as a movie critic, I've met many people with amazing stories. If you really want it, it does happen. Look at Steven Spielberg. He mm. simply camped out. He literally camped out on the Universal lot unauthorized, perhaps illegal, perhaps trespassing, but the rest is history. Wow. So it's a matter of how he much you want He kept out to get it. in a movie? Into movie making. Oh, okay. Into he movie. had no interest in acting, never had any interest oh. in acting. He was only interested in making movies from the time that his parents got this little 8 millimeter camera when he was oh. a child. 
But we're talking about somewhat bigger movies than 8mm. <laughs> we're talking yes, we about are. 3D movies called The Hobbit Part 1 November. Now has been announced. Has been announced. And I don't think I've shared this before, but there are many sources announcing that the tentative scheduling is Thanksgiving 2012. So yet another reason to be thankful. It was originally talked about as December 2012 by Warner Brothers when they made the commitment last year to their distributors. Hmm. But it is now being talked as a Thanksgiving print, uh, movie for 2012. So, really? of course, all of this can change. And that's not really any news. But I did want to give this from... Uh, I'm reading from theprovince.com, but many blogs, including MTV, very reliable now. Canadian composer Howard Shore wrote 11 hours of music for Lord of the Rings. Now he tackles The Hobbit. Yay! I'm so excited. Happy dance, happy dance. (laughs) Middle Earth has been good to Canadian-born composer Howard Shore, who sees his Oscar-winning score for the Lord of the Rings movie trilogy as his crowning achievement. Mm. Quote, this piece is very close to me. I spent close to four years writing it. End quote, says Shore. Now he has a new piece called The Rings Symphony, which has gone on to a life on the concert stage, the latest stage being next week's performance by the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. And just a word about that, it's at the Orpheum Theater, the corner of Seymour's and Smythe Streets in Vancouver, November 27th. That's, now, this is Tolkien-related music, though? This is the Rings Symphony. That mm. is, the Rings Symphony was composed by Howard Shore. He distilled right. the 11 hours of music into one piece, into one piece of symphony wow. that lasts about two hours. I don't guess that hasn't been recorded yet. Not yet. <laughs> and Something But to, to continue with to. the date, for yes. our listeners in Canada... I suggest that you drive or fly to Vancouver this weekend, November 27th at 8 p.m., November 28th at 2 p.m., so there's two performances, and more information is at area code 604-876-3434, or you can point your browser in the Internet and the web to vancouversymphony.ca. And, of course, we aren't telling anyone they should no, go no, do no. this. We're just you saying may, if, you if would, you're interested, if you, you may. <laughs> we're not urging you to or thinking that you yeah. should, but we're just simply saying you if may you if you desire. If yeah. you're interested, <laughs> if you want, if you'd like more information, you may call 604-876-3434, or you may, if you wish, <laughs> if you have any interest, vancouversymphony.ca. Mm. If only we were a little bit closer, closer, dear Hobbit. Oh, my gosh. I'm so busy this weekend with all the nieces and nephews. I don't have <laughs> well, time for that. Well, and it's Thanksgiving weekend. But I wanted to say that. The other thing to say about the movies uh, is that the uh, latest Hobbiton construction news from the fabulous source, the OneRing.net. Mm-hmm. We've got, we're so blessed. We're so thankful. We're thankful for the OneRing.com, Tolkien yes. Online. We're thankful for the OneRing.net. They have the latest Hobbiton construction news in Matamata. All Hobbit hole construction is completed. Ooh. The greenery is just being finalized. The bridge and the green dragon are ostensibly finished with just a few external touches. Mm. And this person reporting on the OneRing.net took lots of pictures, which I didn't see posted. There are five brand new Hobbit holes that <gasps> are very, very beautiful. Ooh. And Bag End is going to be finished within the, the last, within the next week or, or so. 
And because actually in the Lord of the Rings, um, we got to see a little bit of Bilbo's home. But if you read in the in the Hobbit, that there he had quite a few hallways and uh, places because I think it mentions that hobbits were fond of having uh, people come and stay. You know, so they had guest rooms and they had entire rooms for their clothes. That's exactly right. Entire <laughs> rooms for their clothes. For their clothes, yes. So, um, well, that is very exciting. And thank you for sharing that, Milo, my dear Hobbit. I'm very excited to hear that Howard Shore has been confirmed for the music. I can't imagine uh, these films under the you know the musical direction of anyone else. And it just makes it all the more excited, exciting well, for this he, he is such a great composer. Oh. Many of his other films are just great scores as well. So with that, uh, I think that that's enough movie news for now. Uh, but I think you, dear Elf, you've found some newspaper things, one of which is interesting and one of which is very moving. Well, if, if people have been listening in, they know that I am an elf um, who is vegetarian and that... My personal conviction about that is that I feel that I live in a time now where I don't need to kill anything in order to be fully nourished. And so if I can nourish myself without anything on the planet having to suffer loss of freedom or death, (laughs) then that is what I do. And so I also like to be mindful about how I live my life. And I think that sometimes what I've discovered is that there are a lot of things that I've done and that I do that I just do because I've always done them or because it's part of our culture or part of what my family does. And I haven't really looked at um, those things, kind of brought them out of transparency to see, is this really something that serves me and serves who I want to be in the world? And so... Um, I think a lot of times we have traditions that, you know, well, this is the way we've always done it, and so this is what we need to do. And personally, I feel that the tradition of eating turkey um, every Thanksgiving is something that we can look at and say, just because we've always done it or our family's always done it or whatever, does it necessarily mean that we want to continue doing it? And especially in light of if you become educated about what goes into the commercial farming and raising of turkeys for Thanksgiving. And so, of course, uh, you know, my dear Hobbit, that I'm an advocate of the uh, Adopt-A-Turkey program, which uh, there's adoptaturkey.org, where you can actually adopt a turkey to, um, and a lot of times these are turkeys that have been debeaked or, you know, various things that they do. Yes, if you go farming. to adoptaturkey.org, A-D-O-P-T-A-T-U-R-K-E-Y dot O-R-G, you'll see things that are quite unpleasant. And, and it's hard to look at these things sometimes, but I think sometimes we need to. We, we become desensitized to the graphic nature of violence to, toward creatures. And I think that very many of us, if, if you had a turkey running around in your yard and it came right down to it, if you had to go out there, catch that turkey, chop his head off, take all of his insides out, take all of his feathers off, you'd probably say, you know what, I kind of like the little turkey running around in the yard. He's kind of cute and, you know, I'll just, why don't we just have rice instead? <laughs> But we don't have to kill the turkeys. We just go to the store and get them and plop them in the oven. But um, there was this article in the Los Angeles Times, the business section, and look at this giant picture of these two turkeys. Now, oh I am not gosh. especially enamored of turkeys. I would not you say don't like that the they way are. they look? Well, I just would say they're, they're probably not, in my opinion, one of the most 
attractive of, of birds. They're, I think these are kind of cute, but, you know, like vultures and things, they're just, they're not something that I naturally gravitate toward is going, oh my gosh, this, this is such a beautiful bird. But look at these turkeys. They're, they're just so cute. And then it says here, so the, the article is fresh turkeys get a warm welcome. And the subtitle, California's bucking U.S. trend shun frozen turkeys. But it says here, organic. The Pittman family farms in Sanger near Fresno produces the Mary's free range turkey brand. Quote, it's cute how they talk in unison when they get excited, Mary Pittman said. And as soon as I read that, I thought, hello, did anybody just hear what she said? How they talk in unison when they get excited. Here are social, little social creatures running around, getting excited, and they all start gobbling and, you know, talking. So, you know, my thing is just perhaps consider starting a new tradition. You know, maybe there's so many wonderful things to eat and I did. Last year, thanks to you, kind elf, I said, well, you know, let me see what it's like. I, I've always wondered, you know, what it would be like to have an adventure on Thanksgiving. And, and no one noticed. I didn't take any turkey. I didn't eat any turkey. And two things are a fact. I had plenty to eat, and I didn't miss the turkey at all. As mm. a matter of fact, without the tryptophan that's in turkey meat, I felt much more alert. <laughs> So that's great. So anyway, having said all that, and again, you know, um, when wait people, a minute, today people, it's just two days. It's two days before Thanksgiving here in the United States. I know those of you in the rest of the world have other days of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but in the United States, here it is Thursday, November the twenty fifth this year. Tuesday, right? Thursday, right. Thursday, November and it's the twenty fifth. Tuesday. So many people today may is Tuesday, have, right? And many people may have already bought their turkey and said, well, I've already got my turkey. What do I do with it? What do I do with it? I have (laughs) something to share. You resourceful elf, you. You're so resourceful. (laughs) Well, I just discovered this this morning. Um, Barbara, who I live with, had this little thing out on the um, counter, and I was looking at a different article and found this, where it says, Soup Kitchen Seeking Donations, right here in Costa Mesa. A local soup kitchen needs your help for Thanksgiving. It says, The Someone Care Soup Kitchen is short on turkeys and other food for homeless people on the holiday and needs donations. The Soup Kitchen, which has been operating for more than 20 years, needs, uh, it feeds more than 300 people every single day, year-round, and on the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, they usually feed over 500 people. And it says donations can be dropped off at 720 West 19th Street, Costa Mesa. And I spoke to a girl this morning, and if you go to their website, which is someonecareskitchen.org, it says you need to call first. The girl I talked to this morning says you don't need to call. You can just drop off groceries, Um she said some of the things she told me that they need are gelatin, marshmallows, turkeys. Uh, it's they- unbelievable, Elf Princess. Orange County, California is one of the wealthiest counties in the country of the United States, and That's there are right. still people hungry. And this is true in any country, any place you are in the United States, certainly. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, there are people that are going to be out of work, very, yes. very poor, maybe out of you know, out of their house due to foreclosure, and they're going to need some some food. Well, and I thought, what a coincidence that this, I've been asking people to consider possibly starting a new tradition, and 
the soup kitchen actually needs turkeys. Gandalf so would just, say there are no coincidences. Yes. And their phone number over there in case you wanted to call them. Now, she did say that they have all the volunteers that they need for Thanksgiving, so they don't need. But uh, the first Monday, I think, in December, they... Um, they accept, you know, for people that want to volunteer for serving the meals on um, Christmas. But their phone number there, again, this is the Someone Care Soup Kitchen, 949-548-8861. Again, 949-548-8861. And if you're out of the area and you want to help people have um, some food, through the holidays or um, they do also take financial donations. So you can go through the website if you're out of the area and you don't can't bring a turkey over. Maybe you could give them a financial donation to be able to purchase the turkeys that they need. And again, you can uh, drop things off from nine to five, seven days a week. And the wonderful thing about this um, Someone Cares Soup Kitchen is that they also have a Someone Cares for Kids tutoring program. So in addition to these wonder- this wonderful thing that they do of providing meals for about 300 people every single day, they also uh, tutor children, at-risk children, in the afternoon, helping them with their homework and things like that, And which is another opportunity people have to volunteer if they would like to volunteer helping to tutor children. So again, this is the Someone Cares, uh, the uh, website is someonecares.kitchen.org and they're right here on 19th Street in Costa Mesa between Pomona and Placentia. And I believe they're open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m.? Yes, I think there are shorter hours on Saturday and Sunday, but um, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, and then on the weekend, I think it's maybe more in the morning or something. Oh, yeah, Saturday, 7 to 12 on Saturday and Sunday. You can just drop. And for our listeners not in Southern exactly. California, I'm sure if you go to your local synagogue or your church or your mm-hmm. mosque, your local place of worship, your meeting place, perhaps even City Hall, if you are not a religious person, uh, there are many, many places that would need that turkey much more than you do, and you can start a new adventure of just having pictures of turkeys. I think the birds are wonderfully beautiful. They have a live turkey at Disneyland right now, and they're just so so cute, and they're so majestic in a way, which is why Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey to be our national bird, but he was outvoted, as many times happens. Well, right, because people didn't want to honor them. They wanted to eat them. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm thankful for so many things on this day, this Tuesday, yes, uh, two days before Thanksgiving and 2010. Can I just say, too, that I, I don't want anyone to feel like I'm saying, oh, they should not enjoy their turkey dinner. You know, I think whatever we receive with gratefulness and even just taking a moment to honor, you know, to say thank you, you know, to this bird for giving its life, in a sense, that we might be nourished. So all things that we receive with Thanksgiving are good. Absolutely. And and I would like to give a word of thanksgiving myself now. I had a little medical incident on Friday evening, mm. and um, my hobbit wife had to drive me to the hospital. So I want to first of all say I'm very thankful for the hobbit wife. Yes. And then very thankful for Dr. Kyle Kwok and the staff at the Huntington Beach Hospital, which took such good care of me when I had a problem, which turned out not to be life-threatening, not it's, to be that serious. Yes. Just It was the first <laughs> was time it concerned. ever happened to me. I yes. got very, very dizzy and almost passed out, and, and, it, and it turned out that uh, it was 
really nothing that serious. It's just a matter of staying hydrated. Drink your water. Yeah, I was going to say, you might just encourage our listeners that uh, when you're out and about running around, maybe shopping, because you can spend three or four hours shopping just as easily as you can spend three or four hours walking around Disneyland. And sometimes we just simply forget. You know, it's to, very important to, to stay to hydrated because bad things can happen to you if you aren't. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for KUCI-FM Irvine for giving us the opportunity to have this program. I'm thankful for so many things, the station staff, all of the volunteers here. Basically, everyone you hear on the air is a volunteer. I'm, of course, tremendously thankful for my co-host, Tani Tanuvio, the resident <laughs> KUCI Middle Earth Elf, who afforded me this opportunity more than a year ago, almost a year and a half ago, where she said, why don't you sit in with me and see how it goes? And it's been such a delightful adventure. I'm so thankful for all of my family, my brothers-in-law, my sisters-in-law, my mother-in-law. I'm so thankful for all my many nieces and nephews. Oh my gosh, there's so much to be thankful for. There is, and I know I'm very grateful. I am blessed to have some of the most incredible friends, most incredible people in my life. Um, my extended family, uh, of course, you know, I'm thankful uh, for my family, but, you know, I'm not really that close to my, to uh, a lot of my family since my mom's been gone. And so our, sca- our family is sort of scattered. And I'm very, very thankful for uh, my adopted families and for the communities that I'm a part of that have been uh, so wonderfully supportive of me on my life's journey and life's path, especially my friend Ro, who I met through, had it were not for J.R.R. Tolkien, I never would have met my friend Ro and her husband Jim, who are like family to me. And uh, many other of my other, uh, other of my friends, Colette and Jason and Barbara, who I live with, who is amazing. The community of people on Torque, you know, Scribbles, Vanna, Arwen, Aaron Hugh, Rowan Berry, Rose Morningstar. These are people that any time of the night, you know, you can wake up and you may think, you know, you're just lonely. You can go on this message board and there's always going to be someone there just saying, hey, you know, there's a someone cares and, you know, and I'm here. I'm here listening. <laughs> and that's a wonderful thing. It's, it, it's a very, very wonderful thing to have friends. I'm thankful for my friends Chuck and Donna, who recently got married. I'm so thankful for my college friend, Doyle Watsinski. Doyle Watts, as he became known. Doyle is the one that introduced me to The Lord of the Rings. Mm. Unbelievable. He said, oh, you might like this, if you've never read this kind of thing, and I'd never read it before. And lo, these many years later, I read The Lord of the Rings cover to cover about once a year. It's just tremendous. We're so thankful that J.R.R. Tolkien mm. worked on this for so for many years, life. for his whole life, whole basically, life. from the time he was a very young man, almost history. a teenager. Mm-hmm. Really, he was a teenager, even if we call it man. No, he, he, was, w- like, he was a teenager when he first yes, began his language. He first, began his language. Yes. So he was a teenager when he started this, and we're so thankful for The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, The and Silmarillion. And I'm so thankful for Christopher Tolkien and his wife Bailey. Uh, all of the history of Middle-earth, 12, 13, I think it's 13 volumes now. 13 the Silmar- volumes. Yeah, the Silmarillion, you know, the Book of Lost Tales, all of these. When you begin to look at these, and all the commentary at, of Christopher explaining what his father was working on and how this manuscript was a little different from that, I mean, it's amazing the work that Christopher Tolkien has done to bring us 
those of us who love these things to bring uh, even more of J.R. Tolkien's work to make it accessible to us. So very grateful for Christopher and his wife, Bailey, who, you know, Bailey um, basically brought us, you know, the Letters of Father Christmas worked on that. But my understanding is that she works with him very closely on a lot of the things that he worked on. But there's so many things in life. There's so I mean, everything from the big things like we're grateful for music to dance and move to, to poetry, to, you know, time for playing. And new things. And new things. I hear I was so excited when uh, you put this up and I was like, oh my gosh, it's new music. Yes, I would like to play uh, an excerpt here in a moment from the Cademan release TC1231, J.R.R. Tolkien, Poems and Songs of Middle-Earth, which has poems in English and Elvish from The Lord of the Rings and The Adventures of Tom Bombadil, read by J.R.R. Tolkien, and The Song Cycle. The song cycle, The Road Goes Ever On, sung by William Elvin with Donald Swan, the composer, at the piano. Uh, Just a wonderful thing. And this was released in in, in 1967, wasn't it? I believe 1967. So just shortly after The Lord of the Rings came out, right? Right. The Lord of the Rings, the final publication in England of Lord of the Rings, I believe the last issue was 1956. It was published in three sections over 1955 and 56, if I recall. And this came out just 10 years later, the song cycle. Oh, for some reason I was thinking that The Hobbit came out in the 50s and that The Lord of the Rings didn't come out The Hobbit came out in 1937. Oh, that's right. This is the 73rd anniversary (laughs) of its publication. Right, right. By a weird coincidence, the same year that Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was produced by Disney. Yay! One of my favorite all-time movies, and still a great and movie, and my favorite soundtrack of all of all the movies. Um, but we play so much of Howard Shore. Yes. We should realize that there have been other things. Um, Ted, the wonderful illustrator, has done music, which yes. we've played before. Ted. Uh, Naismith. Naismith, a wonderful illustrator. My gosh, this year's, the 2010 official Tolkien calendar was illustrated by him in wonderful illustrations. Mm -hmm. And now the road goes ever on. But we're going to use this as a special opportunity, Elf Princess. Yes, and if in case you are just tuning in, this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is What Would Arwen Do? (laughs) KUCI.org. What would Arwen do? Oh, yeah. What would Arwen do is the program, (laughs) KUCI.org. You can listen live on the Internet anywhere in the world. Yes. So um, we are going to play. I'm so excited to hear, because one of the songs that you're going to share with us is in Elvish. Is that correct? Oh, yes. We're going to play. Today, we're just going to play a few selections. We're going to start with Nemerie, sung in Elvish. From the Lord of the Rings, Volume 1, Chapter 8, Farewell to Lorien. And then one of my favorite songs, uh, really, I mean, it stands up there, in my opinion, with the best of Howard Shore. I Sit Beside the Fire from the Fellowship of the Ring, The Ring Goes South, uh, which uh, has a refrain of Ah, Elbereth Gilfoniel, sung in Elvish. Now, um, do we have that uh, queued up for Nemaria? I... I, I thought I thought we had it queued up for uh, The Road Goes Ever On. I think we have it queued up for The Road Goes Ever On. <laughs> and then we'll do Namaria. And then we will do Namaria. 
Okay, How's and that? then the road goes, goes over the, on. Of course, begins the whole thing. Right, and then and then I sit beside the fire. Right. So this will give us about uh, three or four minutes. Right. And we would like to have an opportunity if anyone would like to call in and share something that they are especially thankful for uh, in this Thanksgiving season. If it's someone that we know. We may patch you in on the phone. If it's someone that we don't know, because we don't have a delay here, we will just we'll simply write it down and share. But we'll be happy. Our call-in number, 949-824-5824. It's 949-UCI-KUCI. Again, 949-824-5824. And the elf will be here to answer the phone while the hobbit is manning the technology and bringing music to you. So we would love to hear from you. We are KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. The road goes ever on and on Down from the dock where it began Now far ahead the road And then to bed and then to bed My goodness, isn't that delightful? And it's also delightful that we have the phone ringing. <laughs> I will get the phone, and you can queue up the next. Can you talk? More music okay. on KUCI. But you have to Irvine. talk while I get the phone. that is so delightful. And that was from The Road Goes Ever On, a cycle of songs by J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, William Elvin singing Donald Swan, the composer at the piano. And, you know, it's just amazing. It's so fun to 
it seems like it's a never-ending fount that we of things that we discover of people who have been inspired by the work of the professor either to write music or write more poems. I mean, people are writing poems every single day. There is a poet on, well, there are many poets on the OneRing.com, Tolkien Online, again, one of my favorite message boards. But there's uh, someone named Parm, who's the bard of Imladris, and he is a teacher. He's over in Japan. But this man can write poetry as easily, it seems like, as easily as we most of us can just speak. And beautiful, beautiful poems. Amazing. Yes, uh, it is amazing. And so it's it's wonderful because Tolkien continues to inspire music, poetry, creativity, community, you know, love and support for each other. And and we have his letters that indicated it was his intention that yes. this inspire other derivative works. Yes. And so we did have a caller. I'm so excited to say uh, a dear, dear friend from up in Canada. And let's uh, let's say hello. Hello. Sil- Silver Scribe. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, and welcome to KUCI Irvine. Yes. Thank you. Welcome. And you and I got to meet, did we not? We did at the Great Gathering in Toronto. Yes, where a bunch of like 1,200 of us showed up and spent a week costuming and going to scholar tracks and going to the medieval times transformed into middle earth and just getting to meet each other because we have been friends with many others on the message board of Tolkien online for a long time yes that we didn't get to meet but we thought of them anyway <laughs> well you and i got to meet and we got to meet a lot of a lot of our other friends vana and guru uh who live up in washington and so i want to thank you so much for listening in today and for calling in and i wanted to ask um kind of what what did you especially want to say you're thankful for well, first of all, I want to say thank you for this wonderful creation that we've been given. And also for, of course, Professor Tolkien and the wonderful work that he's given us. Um, I mean, as beautiful as our world is, it's always wonderful to be able to escape into another world of great beauty. Yes. And uh, so I'm, I'm thankful for that. I'm not especially thankful for our weather right now because <laughs> we're freezing our, up here. <laughs> our, our weather here in Orange County, California, is fabulous. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Western Canada, um, more specifically Edmonton, and we are sitting under about minus 22 Celsius Ooh. now. Wait a minute, minus 22 <laughs> Celsius? Celsius is, minus 22 Celsius is extremely cold. I think it's getting down towards minus 10 Fahrenheit. Oh, wow. My gosh. <laughs> So yes. you have you I I forget sometimes that people have um that that thing that people call real weather. We have real weather here in uh the phallus. <laughs> but it's a little more a little more of elven nature, quite a, a little more temperate. temperate it's quite, zone. quite temperate here in the coastal southern California. Yes. And But not beautiful. We don't get the beautiful snow that Edmonton gets. Yes. 
Well, we have uh, not two months. No, we have enough to cover the ground. So it's definitely very white out there. And, and this is actually unseasonably cold for us. It's normally about minus three. But uh, we do get all four seasons here, no doubt about it. And Scribbles, I, I just want to mention that um, because you are such an inspiration to me and you've been uh, one of the people on my favorite online community that's just um, been there. It's one of the friendliest, most welcoming places that I know. But you also are a writer. And um, could you just, just share a little bit? You, Your work, um, part of some of the things that people do on Token Online is what's called collaborative writing, uh, you know, role-play stories. These are not role-play games, but role-play writing. And create sagas of, um, well, they are generally of Middle Earth and characters. And... Uh, you have one of my favorite stories, uh, Redemption, <laughs> which has been going on for how long now? Um, I think we're coming up on eight years. Wow. And this is, this is an ongoing story that is set in Middle Earth with characters that very well might have lived during that time and often interact with many of the, the characters of Middle Earth. Right? Is that right? Yes, that's right. And thank you very much for the compliment, Tani. That's, uh, that's wonderful well, to Tani, hear. You've also been an inspiration to a lot of people yourself, of course. Tani, you never um, told me about this. Uh, can you, can you give us, it's Scribbles, is that your name? Well, that's her, that's, we affectionately call her Scribbles, but she is the Silver this is, Scribe. This is Milo Lomestown, uh, and Ms. Silver Scribe, do you have a website or a blog or something on the web you can share? First Unfortunately, off, you not no, I don't. I'm uh, one of those people that is notorious for keeping my privacy, so I don't Facebook, I don't Twitter, and I don't have a blog. But I do <laughs> love to write on Tolkien Online. So if you do get a chance to log on and go to the Prancing Pony Forum, we would be more than happy to see you come into our out-of-character thread and say hello. Um, I think, Milo, you're delightful. <laughs> I'm so glad that Tani has you with her. Well, I'm glad to be here. And when we look for you in the Prancing Pony Forum, uh, how do you sign yourself? I do sign myself as Silver Scribe. Okay, got it. Yes. Well, my dear friend, thank you so much for calling in. You, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for Tolkien Online. It's it's a wonderful thing to have so many... Um, I mean, we're thankful for our families, but it's also a wonderful thing to find just a community of people, whether it's at our work, whether, I mean, I never would have imagined in my whole life before I became a fan of Lord of the Rings that I would ever be part of a message board. I just didn't do things that much on the Internet. And yet um, many of the people that I have met and known through Tolkien Online have deeply changed my life for the better. And I have shared before, I actually believe that before I went on Tolkien Online and beginning, began interacting with people, people um, truly interacting, you know, communicating with people from all over the planet. Before I was kind of an American citizen, but I really feel like it allowed me to become a global citizen. I'd be, I was able to actually hear uh, and interact with people from so many different cultures and countries. And it just expanded me as a human being, I think. So I'm very grateful. I'm very thankful for Tolkien Online, even just, just for that, if nothing else of all the wonderful benefits. It's one of the many offshoots of that fabulous thing I was first involved with in 1968. The Internet was born here in Southern California at UCLA, but then spread all over the world very rapidly. And then about 15 years ago, Tim Berners-Lee invented the World Wide Web, 
which is the web pages we're all familiar with and which we see with Tolkien online. Yeah, so many things to be thankful for. Well, thank you, my friend. Uh, hopefully, I will get to see you before too long. And Alin Salalumin Amentielvo, star shines on the hour of our meeting when we do next meet. Thank you, Tani, and I hope we can. We were down in Washington uh, this last summer, or oh. late summer, and we were trying desperately to get down to California, but we just didn't have enough time. So soon, soon, we will get down to see you, and we'll do the happy dance and, and uh, again and like that. Yes. Okay. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. It was so great to meet you. This is Milo thanking you for calling in all the way from Edmonton, Canada and enjoy your winter weather. I wish that I had some of that. <laughs> well, you can come and have it. <laughs> Thank you, you two, and happy Thanksgiving to you both. Thank you so much. We'll see you later. No money. Bye. Oh, well, that so was delightful. just just absolutely delightful. That was just fabulous. Oh my gosh, what see, a isn't pleasure! It, what isn't a privilege. it wonderful how? That we have this technology. I mean, you know, there are things, you know, there's a downside to spending too much time on computers and that type of thing. But also, you know, things um, held in, um, you know, responsibly, the Internet and television and movies and all of these things can be such an enrichment for our lives and allows us to be connected and inspired by people that we would normally not ever be able to, uh, you know, there's, I would never have met scribbles or um Vanna and Guru that I know of, you know, Vanna is one of the most elvish people I know. She's the moonlight dancer. Her husband plays the harp. I, they're, they're beautiful, wonderful people that inspire and motivate me to be even more than I can be. And were it not for the Internet, I would, would never have met any of those people. Oh, it's very, very true. I, I'm so grateful for the Internet as it allowed me to meet so many folks. You know what, Elf Princess? What? It may surprise you, because as an elf, you're not conscious of time the way we hobbits are. However, we are getting close to the end of our time together. We have basically four minutes, including our time of the final musical selection from Howard Shore. Yes, and um, and I have a feeling, because I'm, I'm um, during the the next uh, i'm going to be doing a, a cub scout tour the wonderful thing about being part of the community here at kuci is that there are so many ways to grow and expand and one of the things that we're all volunteers here and one of the things that we do here at kuci every once in a while is give tours and so there's some cub scouts that are coming to earn their badges for their media i guess it's like a media badge or something so i'm going to be having uh, some cub scouts descending upon us uh which i think that that may be those little knocks at the door <laughs> Well, Elf and, Princess, and then the I, adventure goes on. I think then it's time for us to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. A Donate happy. your turkey to that wonderful Costa Mesa <laughs> place, the Someone Cares Kitchen dot yes. org, and and or some the, the charity of your choice if you wish. Have a new adventure. Have pictures of turkeys, but try not to eat them. And whatever you do on Thanksgiving, just. Um, just consider taking some time to be grateful for your journey, for your path, whatever that is, for the people in your life that inspire you in, in very many ways, you know, and just, just let it really be a day to be grateful. Thank you, my Hobbit friend. It's been Thank delightful. You, Tommy. And we'll be back next week with, with more Elfin Hobbit adventures. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's sign off with the classical Elvish closing. Which is, oh, Alain Salalumen Amentielvo, a star shines on the hour of our meeting, my friend. 
This is KUCI Irvine. Until next week.